Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, welcome back to Marvel Movie News. Today we're talking about Wolverine 3. We're talking about uh, Mr. Cynicism Wolverine 3. We're talking about Ghost Rider and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're going to talk a little bit about Doctor Strange and X-Men Apocalypse and lots of other stuff in cold open. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Here's Popcorn Talks. bad at the cold open. You're, so you're it was really good. Mad. It was a good good suggestion for you to say in cold open. Thank yeah. you. No, it gives you a nice button. <laughs> uh, we are the Marvel Movie News another, coming to you live from a nondescript term. airport in Germany, which is why we're <laughs> playing uh, La Balance. Uh, <laughs> this was uh, Kistler's suggestion. But an excellent one. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, Kistler excellence. Yeah. Uh, all right. We are the Marvel Movie News coming to you live from a nondescript airport in Germany where we tell you all the news from all the studios and why you should be as excited as we are. Uh, we're saying the nondescript airport in Germany because today is the official domestic release, at least in America, of the DVD Blu-ray for Civil War. One of yes. The, one, I, I, I dare say one of the better of the superhero films. This, this I'm film... so glad that it's actually a really crowded field, but yes. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah, agreed. You, I mean, you and I have talked about this. Things? Amy and I haven't talked about this, but I, I was almost angry at how good it was. Yep. Yeah. Because it had no yeah. business being <laughs> that, that good. good. Yeah. Where you're a Captain America sequel, plus an Avengers sequel slash prequel, uh, prologue. Yeah. S- and plus, they kind of sneak Black Panther and Spider-Man yeah. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Plus you got to set up Black Panther and Spider-Man and introduce Zemo and hey, General so, Ross from Hulk. We haven't, seen you. we haven't seen you in seven years. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah. like it, and and deal with all this jazz. And oh, oh, you're good. You're really yeah. good. You have character arcs. Yeah, and everyone has a character. Arc. Everyone has a character ideas arc. Ideas in the movie. Yeah, that were it, consistent. What? It really insane. Insane. It really, and, truly, should not have been that good. Like the subtitle should have been. Black Panther, am I right? Yeah. Like yeah. that just with Captain the, America, right? Civil War. Yes. Black Panther, am I right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Just in parentheses. Was... Like, and kind of askew, sort of like Ferris Bueller wrote it in there, like last second. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's nuts. Yeah. It's nuts. I was going in there expecting to enjoy it, but be just think, like, yeah, they were trying to do a lot, but good for them. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's like, no. No. This is, this is they really. They put it good. all in and it worked. I and mean, I. I Not to start a fight yeah. here, but and and improved on the source story from my yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Both sides more reasonable. Both sides like a, a better conflict. No, and I, I hate you know I love I love I love me some Bendis, but uh, no, but he Miller. didn't. Miller. Bendis, that Miller? was Mark. Mark Miller. Mark Miller. 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 That's, right. Miller. That's right. It's Miller. I can't like get like it. Frank. Uh, but I, I do love Miller. But he's always got that one weird thing that he does. Like there's always like this weird like. And here's left field. Like in this one, it was like Clone Thor or whatever it was, oh, and it was Clone just like, "What is going on?" I don't love Miller, and I, I don't, <laughs> I don't hate him. Usually, it's just we we veer on different styles and tastes, yeah. you know. So he's, it's just 
Like, you know, Kick-Ass, I get it. I think he betrayed the premise as soon as Hit-Girl's introduced, because yeah. here's an actual superhero. Yeah. But, you know, it was entertaining, and I get it. And, and a lot of his work, and he's I'm having like... having uh, an odd, like, shift in his career where he's, yeah. he's doing everything backwards, but a couple of years ago, he woke up and decided it would be fun to write, like, happy stories. So right. he's starting to do that, and it's sort of confusing because yeah. he's Mark Miller, but, like, I'm... You oh, know, yeah. but, you know what? I, I'm all for experimentation, and also I was I was really uh, interested for the fact that uh, when Batman v Superman came out and he saw it, he saw he said no. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah, not even that. It was Man of Steel. I'm sorry, Man it was Steel. Man of Steel. Like, he nah. criticized Man of Steel. Like, why would you have Superman kill a guy? That and he, makes he no said, sense. "I know I have a lot of blood on my hands in this department, but right. maybe we've gone too far." And right. we were all like. Uh, yes, Good yes. On you, Miller. Yeah, uh, you know what I love doing mm. is uh, Chrononauts. Chrononauts was a fun book. Chrononauts is way that fun. Was a, that yeah. was a really fun book. Yeah, and that's more the more recent stuff. Like yeah. Amy said, he's he's sort of shifting gears. Chrononauts but with... is delightful, though it is a bit hard to read with the level of like historical irresponsibility. Well, yeah. it's, no, it's very so true. <laughs> very true. No, they're like they're like like douche bros in time. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. But in Fairly charming way, beautifully illustrated. Yes, mm-hmm. but yes. but with Civil War, the original story, like it it, and I reread. All of Civil War and all the tie-ins just a few months ago for a Polygon piece I did. Yeah. And it just is so, so startlingly clear of how inconsistent the entire thing is and how much of it can only work if people are acting out of character. Yeah. And, and Tony, there have, if you include all the tie-ins as yeah. canon, then there have to be three Tony Starks. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. like one who you, you see his point and he's just gone a little too far, but you see that he's desperate. Mm-hmm. And there's one who's just like... Really Machiavellian, but with good intentions, and one who's just become a dick, and yeah. for some reason has forgotten everything that happened before. It's like, you know, we can't take any chance of letting people who can't be contained loose. In the meantime, I'll send the Thunderbolts after my mm-hmm. old comrades, and forget that the Avengers' second lineup ever was three former t- terrorists yeah. And a World War II veteran who was still adjusting to the modern day yeah. after being frozen for decades. Yeah. And he had to actually like, wipe his brain to fix him after Civil War. Exactly. So. Like, it was it was bizarre. And, yeah. and it does not work. Whereas the movie, for reasons we've talked about on this show many, many times, really works. You really are divided on what side to be yeah. on. You've got, like, Tony makes a reasonable argument, but from the beginning where we see him not just having a flashback, as other movies would have done, yeah. but actually using holographic technology to recreate the parent, uh, the, his yeah. last time with his parents, yeah. showing it to people with the literal understanding of, I can only see what my brain wants me to see, and I'm still dealing with this decades later. I'm still not over it. Yeah. And I'm going to carry these issues into a scene Five minutes from now, where a woman blames me for killing her child. Yeah. And the whole like, father something, because he's giving this speech yeah. to inspire young minds, and then when he recruits Spidey an hour later, you're like, oh, right, okay, this is weird. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just it's like working so really well, well, and that's what's weird. It's yeah. so well constructed. You, there, the, the conversation between uh, Cap and, and Tony, just like, you know, no, you're not. No, I'm not. Yeah. Like, that... Gave you more a sense of these guys have become bros than either of the Avengers films yeah. did. Yeah, uh, like it, you, you had a sense of even if we and haven't seen like it, they've done stuff. A simple little together. exchange, yeah. just a simple little exchange of so, like show, sometimes I tell. wish that I could turn the other way. No, you don't. No, I don't. Yeah, like, show don't tell. Yeah, show exactly. don't tell. Like, All right, it's well, so good. We, uh, we we've <laughs> now spent seven minutes on uh, Civil War. Which, I'm fine with it. No, I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I I have off like in terms of the sides. Uh, I will. I will close with this. 
in the in the movie universe, if I were to be a normal citizen in the movie universe, I'd be like, on, I'd be on Iron Man's side. But as a fan watching the movie, I'm like, well, no, but I'm on Captain America's side because I want freedom. But like in in that world, I'd be like, no, control these. Control these guys. They, well, I, they blow up the world. No, I, control them. I was saying on a panel... The this fr- is how you want to end this, like, just before we depart, let's discuss the actual central issue of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have to say, like, and I've, I've talked about this on panels uh, when, when we've been promoting our book, Captain America yeah. vs. Iron Man, the psychology book. The, the first time that the Avengers ever did a report to S.H.I.E.L.D. and said, by the way, this guy Kang altered history or some such... We we put it back. Nick Fury should have been like, "What do you mean you put history <laughs> back?" Like, yeah. no, we like went back in time, changed the right stuff, so everything's back to normal. Like, wait, on whose authority did yeah, you change on whose time? Authority did you do this? And like, did you check that everything's back to where it was? Did you? Are you one hundred percent certain? Which do actually does raise the, the good issue of like, because I'm I'm in general not very sensitive to the like we can't get approval for everything we do sort right. of thing. Except that like if you are literally in a time emergency and you need to fix it, you can't right. go back and check that it's okay to try and prevent the world from yeah. being yeah, destroyed. Yeah, yeah, it's it's up. a great like that's not a practical ability. To no, do that. not at all. But just <laughs> that no one no one has ever that it took so long for issues like Civil War. Even in the eighties, they had the Mutant Registration Act, but that was uh-huh. all about mutants, not about the fact that by that point the Avengers had sort of rebooted reality a yeah. couple times mm-hmm. between encounters with cosmic cubes and Korvac and other things. It's like just interestingly like, really to, to me the, the lack of mutant registration as a factor is one thing that I was really uh, fascinated in going into Civil War because a big part of the reason mm-hmm. that I knew what side I was on in Civil War, even though they kind of pulled that the X Men are just going to not participate mm-hmm. thing, it didn't ever. That didn't make a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. So in my head, I was always regarding the Superhuman Registration Act as something that, like, by necessity includes an entire class of people yeah. who have no choice about opting in or out. And therefore, it made the conflict very simple for me in the comics. Yeah. Yes, um, agreed. In a way that they agreed. don't really use in the movie. And I thought that would hurt the movie, but I think it ended up kind of helping the conflict. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we've got to move on. Yeah, sorry, sure, uh, sure. No, because we're ten minutes in, and it's like, we haven't talked about the news at all. News! Uh, I have a question before Oh, we God, don't. <laughs> <laughs> Not about Civil War. Let's talk about Black Panther well, for a while, since folks. you guys never introduced yourselves... Uh, well, oh, yeah, no, that's uh, what I was trying but, to get to, dude. <laughs> oh, I was curious if Alan was cosplaying Koi with that leather jacket and Deadpool t-shirt. <laughs> oh, closet cosplay Koi! There you go. Sure, let's uh, go with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm cool with that. Koi jumped into the chat for a minute just to say hi, so shout out to you, hi, Koi. Koi. Hey, Koi. I miss, I miss you. I miss you. Uh, so this is show number 99. So if you have us on iTunes at Marvel Movie News or find us at YouTube.com forward slash Popcorn Talk Network. You can also find us on the website PopcornTalkNetwork.com or on Twitter at Marvel News PTN or at the Popcorn Talk or on Facebook.com uh, forward slash Marvel News Show. Uh, do want to retweet you with a message if, 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 you, if you tell people about our chat. My name is Matt Key at the Matt Key. We've got uh, Kissler over here, Alan Kissler at Scissor Kissler. And we've got uh, Amy Dolan at Enthusy Amy. Indeed. Correct? Amy uh, and then we've got the voice of Doom in the booth, and we are now 10.45 into the show, and we've finally done our introductions, and I did them as fast as I can. Let's talk about Aegis of Shield. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, as long as we're here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've, we've got our first official look at Ghost Rider, uh, who's being played by Gabriel Luna. Uh, the Ghost Rider is not Danny Ketch. Or uh, Johnny Blaze, it is Robbie Reyes, a, a more recent incarnation of the Ghost Rider, yeah. uh, who is not necessarily the spirit of vengeance. Alejandra? What's her name? There was another one. Yeah, there was there was a, a female before. Um, was there? Yes, oh, man. yes, very briefly, and then uh, 
she went a little far and Blaze took the power back from her because that's a weird trope. You gotta we, take the power back! That's a weird trope we keep doing in comics and sci-fi. Ladies, of like, am I right? The ladies, the dames. Dames is trouble, but trouble, but dames. <laughs> Speaking of. See? The trouble with dames is dames is trouble. Amy just killed Silver I, Surfer. I, I didn't know it was possible. Right then. I didn't know it was possible to kill Norrin Rad, the Herald of Galactus. Uh, if you're listening to our uh, show on iTunes and you didn't see that, Amy just uh, demolished all the toys that I that took me 20 minutes to set up before the show. I'll let, Dames I'll let, trouble, because guys. dames, dames, uh, I'll dance off, bro. <laughs> me and you. <laughs> uh, so we've got Robbie Reyes. Uh, we also got news last week that Lorenzo James Henry uh, uh, from Fear of the Walk, Fear of Fear of the Walking Dead, will be playing Gabe uh, Reyes. Uh, Rob, mm. Robbie's uh, paralyzed younger brother, who yeah. Robbie is solely responsible for, since their parents have, have both passed on. So, uh, it's, I'm I'm excited to see that relationship. But the big news is that we finally got like this is what Ghost Rider will look like in Agents of Shield. Yeah, and, uh, it's, I don't know if it's concept art or what, but uh, yeah, we it's got a, it. It's a promo photo. Yeah, uh, Doom, you are way more connected to this and have much more uh, opinion on this. Do you want to tell us what you're thinking about? Although I'm a big Ghost Rider fan, I'm just going to say that right now. Are you really? I'm a huge Ghost Rider fan. Yeah, we cover different I, different I, uh, sides. I, then, I am not. Like, I'm, I'm not. I can't say I'm a huge Ghost Rider fan, but I am a big Agents of Shield fan. Get out. <laughs> um, this is my shock just, face. I'm, I'm going to pop in with my my major reaction to this photo. Uh, I don't know if you all have the side by side. Is just that. As a as a comic book fan, I was astounded and grateful when I saw this photo because if you pop it up side by side with Felipe Smith's variant cover for all new Ghost Rider number one from I'm gonna say 2014, uh, sounds about right. It is an unbelievably faithful reproduction of that specific image. Um, and Robbie Reyes, as, as you guys know, is is the newest of the Ghost Riders. He was only created a couple of years ago. Uh, I'm very biased on this because I've talked to his creator on other shows, and he's a super cool dude. The the guys, uh, Felipe Smith is the sort of lead. I think he created him with Tradmore, the artist, and possibly their editor, Mark Panicia. Uh, but uh, Felipe's sort of been the, like, motivating spirit behind mm-hmm. this new Ghost Rider, and it... It's been cool talking to him as they developed this because they're taking it so closely from what he made for the comics quite recently. And, and I'm just blown away by it. Like, they had the, the car at Comic-Con. Yeah. And, like, like everyone else, when they introduced this new guy, I made fun of it because I was like, Ghost Driver? He's in a car now. <laughs> like, but, you know, it turned out the story was good, and that's mm-hmm. actually what I care yeah. about. Uh, so it, it's been really fun to follow this ride. And, and uh, Felipe was saying at Con, like... He was signing at a booth right next to Marvel when mm-hmm. they unveiled all this stuff. Oh, and cool. somebody was like, you know, the creator's right over there. And they pulled him over and, like, pulled him up on stage. And then, like, he got to sit in the car and see this thing that he created out That's of his awesome. mind. That reproduced so down cool. to the little, like, skulls on the locks inside the oh, door. Oh, that's so awesome. So I'm super biased on this, but I think this is amazing. Here's what, uh... Is yeah. that the cover you're talking about? Yep. You can see the bottom part there is the the rest of the car. This is kind of a weird cropped sideways version of it. Sure. Um, but he's standing in front of the car with the flaming wheels. It is a mirror image, exact like match of the the promotional photo. Yeah, I agree. I like it. What what? Uh, I I'm torn on this photo because I. <laughs> you know what? Enough of your negativity. No. no. <laughs> um. The it the skull looks okay. Uh, it looks good. Uh, so is it not scully enough for you? There's a proportion thing that I feel like is off in this 
There's some jaw well, issues. I don't know if it's the I don't know if it's the darkness of the jacket against the dark background, but his body looks way too big. I can see that. I can see and that. And I think it's partially that the it because like physically a skull must be smaller than a head. Sure. Uh, but it, it looks like his head is too small for the body. That a bit of a pinhead. I can see that. I can see your complaint. I, I, I think the biggest thing that I have, like, I'm excited to see the story unfold. I'm excited to see the character. I'm excited that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is trying to do something different and use magic and maybe find a way to, to bridge their show with Doctor Strange. Like, I'm excited for all of that. But the skull just looks cartoony to me. Mm. And that's the only thing about, like, that's the only negative thing I've got about what they're doing. Like, I'm excited to see what they do with it on the show. I mean, and I don't hate <clears> the show. Like, I think the show's all right. I mean, the seeing a promo photo is not the same as seeing it in action. Of course. Of course. You know, so we, we still really haven't seen Ghost Rider in action. You know, we're just, we're getting a taste, but. We the, do have this promo. Oh, God. Doom's oh, yeah. going to make us watch this promo. Play oh, it. Go ahead, Doom. Ugh. Okay, we'll watch a Marvel thing. Hey, it's a car. of shield ghost rider tuesday september 20th new time 10 9 central abc oh september 20th that's coming up it's in a week sure that, wow i didn't realize it was only a week away oh you know here's what i noticed and i think maybe it's because the audio mm-hmm. is different through our headphones but that promo was kind of funny because you just heard like varying degrees of gear shifting all those. <laughs> it's like Ghost Rider, pick a gear. Like, what, <laughs> yeah, it's like what's where are you going? going? Like, what are you like? What's are you going, going over like a roller coaster in your ghost car? Like, Do you not get on? stick? Do you not get this? Did they not have stick in hell? <laughs> How do cars work? Uh, yeah, it was just kind of funny. Uh, I don't mean to make fun. Uh, you can I'm tell sorry. it's a fake skull. You did not just say that in the chat. Of course, it's a fake. <laughs> What? They didn't get a real skull guy for this? They didn't set someone on they, fire? They didn't get a um, skull actor for this? Uh, by the way, Nadim uh, in the chat has a birthday tomorrow. And oh, happy birthday, Nadim! Or September 15th, I'm sorry. Either way, happy birthday, man. Happy birthday, September 15th, Nadim. Uh, I will say the the actor he looks dead on for Robbie. The actor he does. cast for his brother is a little bit more of a grown up than I expected. Yeah, a little bit. He's like a kid brother who he's got like an unspecified disability and he gets his wheelchair stolen and sure. that's what sort of motivates Robbie in the first place to like dang- enter dangerous races to yeah. try and like save his brother from bullies. It's super sweet. Uh, in a messed up spirit of vengeance way. Uh, <laughs> it goes really dark places, by the way, volume two, all new Ghost Rider. Uh, but it, I was surprised, like the the I was really excited that they were doing his story and that they had cast his brother, but his brother's like 23, so... Yeah, no, I noticed that too. All right, we've got to move on. Uh, last thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Ghost Rider fan. I'm excited for it. Uh, I have not enjoyed the movies. The second one was slightly worse than the first one. Oh, that's so uh, weird. Sequels are usually better. Yeah, but it was written by David Goyer of Batman v Superman fame. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah no, he's great. But the uh, like the fact that they're including Ghost Rider in a show is is way cool. It's interesting yeah. to me that it's Shield and not say his own miniseries. Because so I'm I'm yeah, very I really wanted to have him this in is next an interesting place Netflix, to... Marvel. I, but this I doesn't preclude that. This doesn't preclude that. Doesn't, thing about it these doesn't. characters. Yeah. And also, like Netflix is becoming like when you when you're only doing sort of the darker theme characters, you go into danger of being generic and throwing sure. him into a show like Shield. It's it's interesting because one, you have actually more mainstream market, sure, because people can just catch it on channel flipping, and and also it, like he's going to have to be part of an ensemble. So I'm very sure. curious about that because it's always well, interesting is he be to part see. Of an ensemble or is, I'm just curious, or like a recurring public, character. Or is this just like a this is our big season opener? We have Ghost Rider. We're done now. 
That's also, you know, yeah. I, I think I think he's probably going to end up a little bit like Deathlock. From yeah, the that's, first what, couple that's seasons how I'm thinking. Where, like, of it. He like, comes in at key points and then come back. Right. Yeah. yeah, right. That's the, effects, I, the effects are too much to have. They, like, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Episode. But I could see him, like I could see Robbie showing up absolutely. as more of a recurring absolutely. character. Right, that's absolutely. what I mean. And and yeah, also frankly, like as as the Latin Irish kid, I'm just like, yeah, Latin hero. All right, let's yeah. finally Marvel put one out there. Like if if you can set this up so that he can show up in one of the Avengers movies later, even like in a little cameo, I'm happy. Yeah. Like, and I think the car looks badass. I'm Car's down. Cool. I'm so down for this. I'll start watching S.H.I.E.L.D. again for this. Dolan? Thoughts? I'm excited. Okay, cool. I, uh, I oh, Doom, God, yes. what? What, Doom? What? Let me express my excitement. <laughs> uh, no, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be fun. And uh, since I know we only have limited time, amount of time to talk about it on Marvel Movie News, uh, be sure to tune into After Buzz because we're going to geek out. Nice. All uh, right. At a new time because we're we're gonna follow East Coast time. So now we're taping at eight p.m. Whoa, fancy! Because they moved it back to so we'd be taping at like midnight. Yeah, you can't do that. Accurate. All right, let's talk Punisher real quick over on Netflix. As uh, we've heard a rumor this week that Ben Barnes has been cast as Bobby Saint, um, and even even the site TV line was like, we've heard that he's Bobby Saint? Question mark. So like, there's nothing. All they like, I think. The biggest thing is that he's an antagonist. I think he's probably going to be an antagonist. Whether it's Bobby saying it or not, I don't know. Uh, there he is. He's an incredibly handsome man. Um, a beautiful boy. Uh, Bobby Saint, uh, as far as I can tell, I'm not the biggest. I'm not up on my Punisher like I am on my Doctor Strange. But uh, Bobby Saint, I think, was just in the Punisher film. I don't think he's an right, actual Right, with Tom character. Jane's Punisher. Yeah. 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 No, he's made him up for that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, he's totally made up for that. Yeah, so I've if got he's... another picture of the character from the film just to... <clears throat> show he was uh, he was one of twins in the film oh was he yeah it's it's something that's not clear unless you see the director's cut huh. uh but his his brother in the beginning like you can you can tell it's the same actor just wearing facial hair but yeah it's it's his twin brother yeah who gets killed okay. in the movie which okay. which then provokes the action hmm. and okay. uh but yeah, like he, if if this guy is Bobby Saint, he's going to be Bobby Saint in name only. They're going to come up with their own story. Yeah, they'll come up with their own really. Story. There was they won't stay faithful to the legacy of yeah. well developed character Bobby Saint. <laughs> and you know what? I effing love Tom Jane, and I thought he makes a great Punisher. But the Saints were not interesting characters, and Bobby no. was just angry twin brother. Like he had no personality to him. So yeah. so yeah, whatever. Like if it is Bobby Saint, fine. That still doesn't tell us anything. Doesn't tell us anything. <laughs> and for all we know, it's like he's. In one episode. I mean, I think that the article said, like, he's a recurring character throughout the season, but I'm just like, man, I really don't want it to be Bobby Singh. <laughs> you know, like, like I don't know who I want it to be, but I'm just like, don't make it a character you made up for a film. Like, pull from the comics. There's, like, a yeah. thousand characters you can pull from from the comics. Why would you do yeah. Bobby Singh? You know? Just leave Jigsaw alone for a while. That's everyone keeps <laughs> wanting to go like, oh, Jigsaw, Jigsaw like, Jigsaw. but do yeah, he's scarred. Do something else for a bit, like yeah. before you get the Jigsaw. All right, let's move on to Infinity War, uh, where we got a picture. Uh, I believe it was on the Twitter of the Russo brothers, and all they said was rehearsal, and it's a picture of them in a nondescript location studio with Josh Brolin just chilling in a motion capture suit. He he looks sort of like a. Just a Smurf, just that's a just bit. hanging out a bit. You say Smurf in what I, way? Like it, you can't see it here too much, but it's it's very blue. His his, his suit is very blue. I, yeah, I he, saw him as the uh, tall Smurf, the 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 girl, the plum girl from Willy Wonka. Violet, Violet. There we go, Violet. Yeah, like, yeah. But not not one of the not one of the Navi from uh, no, Avatar. No, no, no. no. I I I I 
make it a point to never think of that film as much as I can. That's fair. That's um, fair. I, f- I find my life is better when I don't think of that film. Did anybody else notice that he's still sitting? I did. <laughs> <laughs> Even who is the purple man? Why is he always sitting? Yeah. I have to take a break from this shoot. Better sit over here now. <laughs> Better sit In over here. In a less here. comfortable chair, ironically. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Well done, Doom. Uh, so anyway, Infinity War arrives on 2018, and that will... Uh, it's an as-yet-untitled sequel in uh, 2019. Uh, while we're on the subject, because screw it, why not, what do you guys think is going to be the fourth Avengers film? Because Ooh. it was Infinity War Part 1, Part 2. Now right. they're saying it's the third film is Avenger, Avengers Infinity War. So what's the fourth film? Clean up. A- Avengers Damage Control? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing the TV series anymore because it's now a major motion yep. picture. They're being, they're being audited. And it's just, there's actually a fantastic Avengers issue. Yeah. Uh, it's in the 50s. It, it's right before Jeff Johns took over the book and right after Kurt Busiek's uh, long run. But he, I want to say it's in the 50s. Um, I thought you meant the 1950s. <clears throat> no, 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 no. Yes, no. Like, and I thought you meant I'm the talking about, I'm talking about issue like number. 1970, whatever. No, I, no I, I mean, that's why I, I had to bring up the writers. Um, <laughs> well done. Uh, after, after Heroes Reborn, who remembers that? Uh, it's not. It was put it in a file with the Avatar movie. <laughs> it was this one issue where an accountant from the Maria Stark Foundation, which at that time was still funding the Avengers, uh-huh. was interviewing all the Avengers about what happened and why do we have to pay for this <laughs> mm-hmm. part of the street, this cop car, this whatever. Wow, and so she you was had, going line item. Yeah, so you had all these Avengers, like you basically had uh, this framing device of, of the audit like telling you then about this story that they went on with the elements of evil, and it was so great because you see like U.S. agents like I don't have time for this. Like you know I did what I had to. It's like but you blew up this car when you didn't have to. I did what I had to, and you come in with Captain America like so I've written down here what happened. I have oh. here a receipt from the city. <laughs> oh, um, this is a documentation from the cop I talked to, oh, and he kind of was like. Captain, it is always so helpful from you. Thank you so. It is always a joy <laughs> to speak to you. <laughs> so like, ridiculous. All this, all this stuff. So was, you think? Uh, so I would. Yeah. Avengers two hours of that. Avengers accountability. Avengers audit. Yeah. yeah. Avengers <laughs> audit. Yeah. Do you have an opinion? I well, I've been sort of debating. Like, do you go for something deliberately smaller stakes, or do mm-hmm. you just? Like, because you can't go bigger than Infinity War? Or do you... Like, is that a great idea that allows you to establish a varied template for this? Or is it a terrible idea because people will always be sad when if you go backwards in stakes and you have to just come up with some kind of left turn where it's like, well, if that was the universe, now it's time travel. Yeah. Like, do you... So do you try to match the in, that intensity with some kind of surprising direction, or do you deliberately scale back to establish that an Avengers movie can be more than one kind of movie? I mean, you you bring up an excellent point because I mean, even the second movie, Joss had originally intended that to be more of a, a quieter, character-driven film yeah. to have it contrast against the first Avengers film, mm-hmm. and that got thrown out the window so that we got a quiet scene in a barn, yeah, and then and then Ultron, Ultron, and yeah. a lot of a lot of robot hate, and uh, but the. I mean, it's it's one of those if if they had the rights to Kang, and we've confirmed that they don't. Uh, if Marvel Studios had the rights to Kang, oh, I would totally have we expect. They don't? Yeah, they've that? they've talked about it. I think Fox um, that they're it. not allowed. It, it's it's not necessarily like that. Fox definitely has it, but it's enough of a gray area that they're they're not using Kang. Like they've they've said that. Mm. Um, where whereas uh, you know, if if we had had the rights to Kang, I would expect 
that's where number four could go because after Infinity Gauntlet, then you can have this sort of. I sort of view it as like after Wrath of Khan, you you did have Search for Spock, but then you had let's have the fun movie of mm. time travel with whales, and and so I could sort of <laughs> see that as that where like with time travel you can have seriousness and ridiculousness where you could bring in the Marvel Western heroes, you know, you could have Phantom Rider. Speaking of riders, stuff like that, but we don't have Kang. Yeah. So so yeah, I I don't I would honestly especially with certain contracts running out and with certain people becoming more expensive than they were when you first signed them on. Sure. I would see, and I, and I also am biased. I would like this. I would like to see number four as uh, sort of cleaning the slate and allowing a new generation of heroes to step up, yeah. uh, whatever that means, whether that means like Bucky becoming cap or Falcon becoming cap or Jane becoming Thor, or a different mm-hmm. Jane coming Thor, whatever they want to do. Yeah, I, um, I, I would like to see, like, Infinity War sort of, like, as almost like a transition into the new, a newer Avengers team, and, like, mm-hmm. for, like, the new, for it not to be, like, Avengers colon something else, for but for the fourth film to be the new Avengers, because it's, like, we have that title, like, right after, what was it, uh, the Disassembled and then Avengers Breakout and everything, like, right. the new Avengers start. I, I would kind of like to see that and then have, like... Hilariously, that cast is the Defenders now. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, right? Uh, but, like, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, you know, like, the all the Phase 3, like, Ant-Man and, like, going off without Hulk and without, you know, so... Maybe yeah. Groot stays behind and fills the whole quota. I don't know. Uh, anyway, let's... With, uh, sorry, oh, uh, God, break, Doom, what? We got breaking news. What is it? So, uh, when it came out within the last hour, there is so, such small news, but the Russos were talking about uh, the possibility of uh, television characters appearing in Infinity War, mm-hmm. and everyone's freaking out because they gave it the slightest, smallest like crack in the window. Uh, they said, uh, we don't want to get too specific about what's going to happen with these movies. We want these movies to be a surprise for audiences. We do consider everyone. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Doors open. I, yeah. I, I feel like they've said that a thousand other yeah. times. Like, but the internet's going nuts. No, it's, it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. I mean, everyone's excited to see Daredevil fight alongside the Avengers, and I would love to see that too. But Just uh, put him in a scene with Widow for the love of God. <laughs> I, I honestly, I keep thinking of... Um, the Galactus story where the Avengers is during the John Byrne era where the Avengers and Fantastic Four are fighting Galactus basically in the streets of New York and Spider-Man and Daredevil show up and they see the battle and they both go, you know what? They're good. Yeah, we're good. We're not gonna. We're, good. we're not gonna add anything to this. Yeah. And they just sit there on the rooftop and just kind of watch. Yeah. And, and it was like, I would love to see an extension of that where Spidey just sort of looks at looks at Daredevil like, you want to? Yeah, Tony's on the street. You want to get a hot dog? You know, little hot yeah, dog, I mean, little mustard, little red. Looks like you know? looks like uh, these guys have got it. Yeah. Uh, and Matt's like, we can't have hot dogs. Like, of course we can. Like, chill out for a little bit. Like, it's not. It's, it's not always it's dark, a, it's a man. Giant, it's a it's giant cosmic dark. entity yeah. trying to eat our planet. I don't do you, know how much my yeah. webbing is going to do here. Like, yeah. Do you see that? Do you see the size of his helmet? It's amazing. Like, come on. Let's just let's have a hot dog. You know, little relish, little, little mustard. Come on. <laughs> please, please. We're, we're all going <laughs> to die here today. We may as well die. Amazing, with like Marvel's short or deleted scene. Like, oh, I would they... love that. Yeah, I have the same reaction. I'm always like. Why is Daredevil rushing in to fight Galactus? <laughs> don't don't do that, Daredevil. It's cool. Like, what are you gonna do? Like, oh, I heard him walking towards. You know, you know what? People in Toronto heard him walking <laughs> towards you. So, uh, all right, let's talk Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Uh, we don't have any news with that except that Chris Pratt in an interview with Toronto Sun uh, said, "I think it's going to be. I'm not using hyperbole here. I think it's going to be the biggest spectacle movie of all time." So. <laughs> I mean, maybe he's excited. Sounds like he is. Uh, but yeah, I just I just think that's cool. 
I think that, it's good to see a celebrity like a star who's in the film that's so excited that he's like, look, this isn't hyperbole. Like, this is the biggest film this ever. This is just biggest. This is the biggest. This is the biggest. Oh, I love I don't know. He, I'm excited about it. This isn't hyperbole, but the greatest of all yeah. time. Yeah. I'm, yeah. What? The biggest spectacle, not the greatest. The biggest spectacle. Oh, but he does, does he mean the biggest film in the spectacle category or does he mean the most spectacle using film of all time oh, or does he mean it'll oh, have the I, most I money or does he mean it'll have the most impact grammar matters mr mean... key let me let me call chris pratt and ask him please to diagram do. the sentence for us yes uh can, can you please parse how you meant that mr pratt <laughs> does he mean can we deconstruct a new type it of screen and it will be physically <laughs> larger than other spectacle movies uh, yes, yes. It, it was all filmed in <laughs> Confirmed. IMAX. Confirmed. Uh, IMAX cubed coming to you for Guardians. It's Theater. all in seven dimensions. They discovered two dimensions to make this film. Uh, <laughs> all right. the only one that read that in Andy Dwyer's voice? A and little, he just pronounced it hyperbole. And then immediately goes against what he said. <laughs> all right. You see, there was that, that MTV dude, Horowitz, I think, who was interviewing um, Evans and Hemsworth. Yeah. And he was he was trying to crack wise, and he was saying, like, well, can we agree, like, with the two Chris's here, that Chris Pratt is the worst of the, the Marvel Chris's? And Hemsworth just really got serious, like, no, he's the best. And, and he saw Chris <laughs> Evans just look like, he's better than all of us. <laughs> like, the reverence everyone has for Chris Pratt who meets him and Chris Evans and Chris Pratt are bros yeah like the biggest bros yeah so that just brought me joy That's no I, I have a I did you will I did, never divide the Chris's no I, I did <laughs> the uh, Marvel Chris's I did Groundlings with Lee the Newton, old Chris who did, squad who did Source Fed I don't know if you know her but she um, while we were doing that it was right as Guardians had come out like you know I did a couple sketches about how much I loved Guardians and she actually like in a Vons grocery store, ran into Chris Pratt like a week after the film's release, and they talked for like 25, 30 minutes in the middle of like the detergent aisle about his like his like working through various comedy theaters and then how he got his like start and how like Guardians went and how much she loved it and how much he loved it. And she's I've like, heard he I've heard stories about guy. this. Like, yeah, I've yeah. heard similar stories of, of people who meet Chris Pratt just. That he doesn't know that he's Chris Pratt, basically. Yeah. Aww. That he's still he's still Andy. Yeah, I love. I think that's amazing. So yeah. uh, let's uh, let's get off of our Pratt love and go over to some Wolverine <laughs> three love. Uh, I guess. Where <laughs> we uh, heard. So I have not watched X Men Apocalypse on DVD Blu Ray yet. I haven't listened to the commentary, so I don't have the direct quote. And I tried to find it online and couldn't find it online. Apparently, though, uh, Brian Singer, uh, it, whenever the the that in credit scene comes up with Essex core going in and getting the blood or whatever right. else. Apparently Brian Singer says in the commentary, Oh, well, yes. And uh, this is setting up Mr. Sinister who will be uh, one of the main antagonists in Wolverine three. So, uh, there's been a little bit of speculation, uh, before that, this seems like it's a bit more confirmation, um, that of that. And we know that Richard E. Grant, the, uh, an actor is playing a mad scientist character, so now a lot of people are assuming that perhaps uh, Richard E. Grant is playing uh, Nathaniel Essex, a.k.a. Mr. Sinister in Wolverine 3. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know what to say about that, except that... Um, he seems like he's a good fit. He seems like he would be a he perfect would, fit. He for, would be a great fit. Yeah. He would be, Richard E. Grant, like, I've been a fan of his since, uh, with Nolan and I, uh, him and, and Paul McGann, which yeah. is also doubly That's fun. That's why he looks so familiar. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, it's such a good movie, and and it's, it's also fun for me as a, as a Doctor Who dude because um, both of them were doctors at, at a certain point. Wait, and then Richard he, E. Grant was a doctor. He was actually there was a time when it was just 
decided well, it was just sort of understood like Doctor Who's never coming back to TV. Mm-hmm. And so the BBC decided, but there are enough geeks who check out this new internet thing and who look on our BBC cult website where mm-hmm. we keep all the Doctor Who stuff from the old days. Let's do a continuation series there. Mm-hmm. And so they started uh, doing uh, a f- uh, animated series that was going directly online. Oh. And that was considered to be the official con- uh, continuation of the, the classic show. And Richard E. Grant was cast as the ninth Doctor. Huh. And Paul Cornell wrote the... He was the showrunner, essentially, of this animated series. And, and they released the first uh, storyline, which is six episodes, uh, Scream of the Shalka. And yeah, it was Richard E. Grant as the Doctor, Derek Jacobi as the Master... And uh, it was during this time then, though, that Russell T. Davis got involved with the BBC and said, I want to bring back Doctor Who. And enough power had changed now where people were like, yeah, okay, let's do that. that. So then he had to call Paul Cornell and say, like, I can't work your thing into my continuity with my plans. Like, it just, there's there's too many things. So, So Richard E. Grant then became an alternate universe doctor but for oh, a couple so cool. a couple months the he bbc was, the was all yeah this is the ninth doctor and uh, and then, then later they brought Eccleston. him then later they brought him yeah. back as a as a villain uh where he he reprised the great intelligence who was originally a second doctor villain yeah so anyway he's a shakespearean actor definitely definitely savvy with with sci-fi also has a great uh, comedic timing, which I think often yeah. makes you a very good dramatic actor if yeah you are well, a good and, comedic actor. i mean he just has that like that look of someone who's been around since the Victorian era. Yeah. Oh no, you he know, does like, extremely well in period pieces. Yeah, he's so he's got can, that great that great English Victorian yeah. like, scowl he can do. Yeah, like I I'm actually when 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 this news broke, I was like, "Wait, so he was great for Mr. Sinister." Like I'm not yeah. super familiar with the character. He's never been one of my favorites. Aww. Uh but just like just his look and everything else, yeah. like, oh, he could absolutely. It's weird to be think of him. Essex. Like, I, I think it's going to be great. It, it makes total sense that Sinister would be into Wolverine. It's funny for me because I I will always associate Sinister mm-hmm. with just being super obsessed with Scott and Jean. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I'm the same. I'm the but, same. Like, but it totally makes sense. He's a villain who would still be around in mm-hmm. the future. It doesn't mean that he's not around now because that's mm-hmm. how Sinister rolls. Uh, and and somebody very interested in the possibilities of genetic material, yeah, is going to be in So, over. I, have, I have a question. Um, no. And, 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 no? Okay. No, that's fair. Move on. Yes, we Move disregard. On. <laughs> Did, who was responsible for creating the Marauders? Was it Mr. Sinister? Because in my mind, the Marauders, like the dude on the tank treads and everything else, were from Mr. Sinister, but am I wrong? I don't know if he put them, he hired them for sure. I mean, the, He's worked with them, I know. Are but, like, you thinking he, the Reavers? Maybe I'm th- I th- the cyborg was, dudes are the Reavers. Are you sure? And the Marauders, the Marauders? are that. That's like uh, Sinister's uh, kill squad of, okay. of mutants. Okay, so I'm getting confused because it feels like because there's been rumor that the Marauders are in the Wolverine film. Right. So that would that would make sense because Sinister was supposed to be behind them. Okay. Okay. That's, yeah. That's that's all I was saying. Yeah. But the the who's the tank guy? I don't remember him. The tank. I think that's one of the Reavers. I think that's who you're, you're thinking of with all the cyborgs and, yeah. and Pierce was later a part of them. Like yeah. yeah, they show up around the same time. Is that the Reavers? Yeah. Yeah. No. Go ahead. Look it up. Uh, no, I, I, like I, I, I know this is ridiculous to challenge Kissler. No, it's not. I am fallible. I I can totally misremember things. Absolutely, I well, do not buy into. Marauders is like Avalanche, the harpoon guy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, lucky for you, Kissler, my internet's not working. Riptide, <laughs> so Riptide, um, Blockbuster, uh, later Sabretooth, Gambit was retroactively revealed yeah. to have been one of the Marauders. Um, 
Uncanny 350. Yeah. And uh, the, the, yeah, Sinister is, is one of those characters where I love the concept. Most stories I find him very replaceable with like any yeah. mad scientist who would yeah. happen to be working for whoever the hell is there. But then there are some stories where I'm like, he's really just, I think honestly the best stuff with him was Age of Apocalypse, mm-hmm. where in this parallel uh, timeline, in this alternate timeline, he raises Scott and Alex Summers, and you got to see he's still clearly a villain, but you got to see this other side to him, and and so that's when I found him very interesting. Yeah, I can see that. I find um, him very serviceable in his his standard role as someone who like, you know, the X Men are all about like, no, we're not better than ordinary people, and he I like as a version of like it's not the straight up apocalypse. We are superior to them. Yeah, well, especially because um, he's Sinister, not a mutant. Like, yeah, but he he revels in like. Like the the whole reason the kind of guy who would hire the marauders to clean out the morgue yes like the kind yeah. of mad scientist who wants to yeah. create and enforce a purity like that yeah. or like that's that that worst version of like the meanest version of survival yeah. of the fish apocalypse yeah. isn't mean because he's just like evil and and that sort of the the kind of right. a human who would grow into and and want that to be their vision of the world that's the kind of evil sinister represents and I've always liked that about and there and there's something attractive about the fact that you can reason with him like if if you to if you find something that's like look I know you like to do this but if you do this, then blank happens, and then neither of us is happy. Very successful he might, to self-interest arguments, yeah. Yeah, he might actually listen, like, oh, you're right, all right, fine. Yeah. You know, he and, and like, he actually is, he lives up to his name more than many villains. At the same time, it's a stupid name. It's, a, it's, 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 it's And from, that's why I've never it's been from a big the 90s, <laughs> where we so were 90s. just, like, throwing stuff at the wall, like, what's his name? Power cord. What? Fine. Cable. Like, whatever. It doesn't... What is it? Why is he called His cable? His name is Coax. Doesn't Why matter. Why isn't he Dr. Sinister? I don't yeah. know. Just go with it. This guy's Commander yeah, he sh- X. He this should is be Adam Dr. X. Sinister. Because yeah, he's he a should brilliant be Dr. Sinister. Yeah. doctor. But... And this, this bothers me about Reed Richards all these years as well. And when we retconned Mr. Freeze's origin to make him Dr. Victor Freeze, like, why are you demoting yourself, bro? Yeah. You are Dr. Freeze. You're not a mister. You, brought, Dr. you went to... At the very least, call yourself Master Sinister. Yeah, or, or <laughs> Professor Sinister. Whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. so who's really calling themselves Sinister, though? <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> especially when your name is Essex. Like, I'm going to call myself... That's like uh, whenever it was like the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. It's like, no, you wouldn't say yeah. evil. I mean, that worked in the 60s. No. And it worked they, in the 60s, Then they tried the but... 80s to talk about, like, well, Magneto was trying to be ironic. because no, he when, wasn't. It was like, guys, 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 so this is dumb. Let's just let's just wipe the slate clean. No, yeah. Like, just, it's Subvert Brotherhood of... Your, <laughs> the box you've put them in, they're yeah. wearing it as a label. Uh, all right, well, let's move away from Wolverine 3. We're, ex- we're excited to see how that... Apparently, like, footage will be out by the end of the year or something yeah. like that. So, uh, Luke Cage, uh, it, it hits our screens on September 30th, just a couple weeks away now. Uh, as such, we're starting to see a lot more promotional material come out. We've only had the one trailer. Like, usually by this time, we've had, like, 17 trailers. Um, and, yeah, like, like, Jessica Jones, they were each, like, a second long. Yeah, those yeah. were those were slivers and teasers. Yeah, yeah, they were, like, they called them motion posters and everything yeah. else. Like, they it's haven't like, done anything like purple. that with... Yeah, but they also they needed that for Jessica because no one had any no one, idea who she was. Yeah, so um, Luke and, Cage, they're not the promotional like the promotion has not been as pushed, which I'm fine with. Like I'm already excited about it. I feel like a lot of people are already excited. If the people who are going to be excited about it are already excited about it, and then hopefully word of mouth will push other people to watch it. So, uh, but we do have two trailer or not trailers, but clips that we've seen. Um, one just came out 
maybe last night, today, I can't remember, like, in, within the last 24 hours. I have no sense of time. Uh, <laughs> no, I know. You are you are no Kang. No. Uh, that's what we say of you all the time. Yeah. Terrible uh, Kang. Yeah. Matt yeah. Kistler. He's <laughs> no Kang. Alan, not Kang Kistler. That's why what would, we say. Why would you bring that up as we're going to the movies? I'm just saying. <laughs> Alan, just not saying. Kang. He's certainly not. <laughs> not Kang Kistler. That's what we say. You guys want to watch one of them? Which one are you showing us? Uh, I believe it's the Cottonmouth one. Sure, that's the one that just came just out. Came out yeah. Let's do well, it. Well, I only bring the freshest news. <laughs> doom, fresh news, doom. That's what we call <laughs> fresh you. news, doom. That's what we always say. You like my biggie photo? Me too. You know what draws your eye when you look at that? The crime. You want to know why? Because everybody wants to be the king. Oh, like, that's such a good villain. Oh my god, all the Netflix villains, like, I want a series, just art appreciation devoted to, like, the choices of each Netflix villain. Like, your white painting, your giant photo of Jessica, your giant photo of it. Like, express yourself on your walls, Netflix villain. Yeah, no, that is actually really Well, I mean, we talked about this before, the Marvel Netflix uh, approach has been really color-based, and and it it gives such a beautiful atmosphere to each show, gives a distinction to each show. While keeping them clearly, like this is the same New York. You're not questioning yeah. if this is a different New York than what Daredevil. And it's all like relatively in, like, similar neighborhoods, like like close well, in proximity. Well, supposed in this to be. universe. Like, in this universe, again, yeah. like I'm I'm looking at things like that bar is not in Hell's Kitchen. That's on 12th. Come on, like that's on the east side. What are you doing? That uh, bus, that bus that that kills Luke Cage's wife kills me every time because it's like. Oh, this it's it's down on 14th. No, that's not that can't possibly be. That's maybe 56, maybe 58th. Like that's I mean it's down on on 14th, but it's way over too far. And that bus is clearly the 57M. It doesn't effing work. I, remember, I was what? watching first season Daredevil with a friend from New York, and and I think it was like they they find uh, Madame Whatsherface's drug lab, and he's like, that's a pizza place. I've been to that corner. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it totally is. Like, honestly, though, the most unrealistic thing about the Netflix Marvel shows is the lack of gay bars in uh, Hell's, Hell's Kitchen, Kitchen yeah. and the Lower East Side. It's like, no, impossible. <laughs> Matt's passing by at least a couple gay bars on the way home. Yeah. Come on. He's right above Chelsea, please. <laughs> so, um, but what I, I, I love that because it's just like, Everything that I've heard is that Cottonmouth is every bit as like sinister and menacing and quiet and in control as Fisk, which was great. Like I love that was like one of the best parts of Daredevil. So to think that like Luke Cage is going to have his own sort of like I'm very much in control sort of like right. like I'm excited. Like even though it's a bit of a rehashing and I understand that, like I'm still excited to see it. Like I love that kind of a villain who's like also- in absolute control and knows it. A master plan guy is a good antagonist. Yeah. Well, also, like, a a mobster doesn't rise very far if you're going off the the cannon all the time. Yeah. Like, I mean, we all saw Goodfellas. We saw what happened to Joe Pesci. (laughs) You can't just just shoot whoever you want to. Then you get whacked. And then, you know, Ray Liotta goes to jail. Yeah. And we can't have Ray Liotta in jail. Come on, Luke Cage. Keep Ray Liotta out of jail. (laughs) That's the moral of every story. Uh, So so we've got that one. And, like, it's, it's good to see, like, that. The picture that we've seen so much with Cottonmouth, uh, played by Mahershala Ali, I believe is his name, um, 
the picture we've always seen is like the crown, like behind mm. him, like that Biggie Smalls painting behind him. So to see like that in context is just like I'm excited about it. So uh, we also have the other clip that we we don't have time to see Doom. I want to see it very badly, but we're 47 minutes into our show. Uh, is uh, Luke Cage uh, played by Mike Coulter in the restaurant taking down the bad guys? Did, did you guys see oh, that yeah. one I also? Did. Oh, so fun! And it's... he cat he catches the bullet. Catches the bullet, and then he like shows it, and it's got like the scorch marks, and he's like, Ting! "All right, I'm I'm gonna be that person." You because... didn't like it? No, I love it. Uh, but it was impossible to watch this clip and not be like, if your whole goal was that these restaurant owners wouldn't have to pay a bunch of money, who's replacing that window? That window, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. you were a small business owner, Luke Cage. <laughs> you know that that is a you difficult run your thing own business. to come back no, from. That's fair. Uh. That's fair. I and no, that is not real shade. I am desperately excited for this. Yeah, show. especially but it was hard not to think. No, especially in a city that is still recovering from the Avengers, who yeah, God bless the him, incident. did their best to keep the damage contained, unlike heroes of other movies. Uh-huh. But there was still a lot of damage. Yeah, no, there was. My favorite part of the the Luke Cage thing in the restaurant was he like he walks in, he's like, "Y'all don't want to do that," and they're like, "Oh, okay," and then he goes. The, the guy goes, yo, Amos, show them what you're famous for. And I was like, did they just make a famous Amos reference? Oh, my God. Yes, yeah, that's the best. No. The fact that they oh did that, God. I was like, so wow. I was like, famous Amos. so on really? this. Really? Yo, Amos, show them what you're famous for. I was like, yeah, he's famous for his cookies. He's going to bring cookies. Oh. Oh, so excited about that. Uh, anyways, Luke Cage comes out in a couple weeks. Uh, we're all excited about it, and I will imagine that uh, that episode will be... I'm Just sure they will it. explain, by the it, way, yeah. why it is more important to stop these guys than prevent the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> They'll have the I, I auditor from Avengers show up. Yeah, I'm exactly. telling you. All yeah. of this will Captain come America down will to... show up, take a police yes. report. Yeah. Uh, Paperwork all... is what will save us all. Yeah. Uh, this is also the scene where you see like the guy like hit Luke Cage and his hand breaks against him. Like, oh. Which is an interesting... Like I'm going to be watching through my fingers for some of this, but uh, I, it's cool. It's a cool effect. Yeah, it was a cool effect. It like the bone crunching. I was like, ooh. It yeah, reminded ooh, me of the first X Men movie when when Wolverine blocks a punch with his fist. Yeah, and you just see like, ah! and yeah. we all know like because his bones are metal. His bones are adamantium. And just it's it's a simple effect. It doesn't yeah. require a lot of special effects budget, but it works. It works so well. So uh, we've got a, not a lot of news for Doctor Strange, but I did want to point out that um, a couple quick things. They've got a new poster for it. Um, uh, that shows like all sorts of topsy turvy things, and then they've got like up in the corner they got like the London Bridge. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they're going to do like a different poster for every major international market that will have like a landmark from that mm. area, like just up in that corner. I yeah. think that would be kind of a cool, uh, cool thing to do. Uh, but it's hitting the UK and Ireland on October 25th, and it's hitting Russia on 28th. I did a little digging into why Marvel, like so oftentimes, uh, domestic releases. Like a movie, an American movie hits America first and then goes international like a week or two later. But Marvel has been reversing that. And I did a little digging and I found out that the reasoning behind it, at least the theory, is that American audiences are a bit snobby when it comes to their superhero films. They're like, you know, we've seen them a thousand times. Maybe I'll go see this one. Maybe I won't. Who cares? So the the, the theory is that Marvel will release them internationally if they have good faith in the film. Because then the international market will encourage the domestic release. Mm. So American audiences will hear people in London, people in Russia, people in the UK, uh, in Ireland or whatever going, oh my god, this Doctor Strange movie is incredible. And they're like, well, maybe I'll go see it. So 
from what I can tell, it's it is a uh, sort of like uh, good faith in the film and the quality of the film and how it's going to do on Marvel's part and on marketing's part that it is released early. So the reverse of that is if we ever have a Marvel film that's like no domestics first, it's, it's probably a bad movie. <laughs> that's Marvel saying we don't know about this one. Maybe uh, America has a first. That is an, an interesting like. I hadn't thought about why they would arrange those things in certain ways. And yeah. I have noticed that, like, coverage of films recently, like, even if a film is getting otherwise mixed buzz, <clears throat> it's difficult for people to really sink their claws into it if it's yeah. already made $200 million in exactly. other countries where they're like, yeah. well, I guess it doesn't really matter if it's terrible. I don't think this one is terrible. But, like, it is interesting that it's changing the conversation around movie releases. Yeah. yeah so are, are we flying to England to, to catch in October? Here's the deal. I want to, but I've also got a wedding about three weeks after that oh, release. Where the hell are your priorities? I know, I know. It's I, called it, a pre-honeymoon, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone has one, Matt. You have the pre-honeymoon, then the bachelor party, then the wedding, then the honeymoon. Get and with then it. Then the second honeymoon later. Then the second right. honeymoon like five years later. Now, right. Oh, I've got it. This wedding stuff is confusing. <laughs> uh, no, I, I will say, and I, I know I've said this on, on our show before, I knew Brittany was the right one for me to marry, when I was like, we got engaged, and I was like, well, let's talk about wedding dates. And she goes, I really want to get married in November. And I was like, well, Doctor Strange is the first weekend. She's like, okay, okay cool, we'll, we'll do, get married the second weekend. And I was like, <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, studio. Like, honey, I love you, but... Doctor Strange comes out that I, first weekend. I did know Doctor Strange first. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. Uh, so, uh, anyway, along with the, the release images, uh, there was a new image along with the Twitter stuff that came out, and it's just Dr. Strange in his, uh, Sanctum Sanctorum next to the, uh, the window of the worlds, the seal of the shanty, the anomaly rue. You've already passed it. It's okay. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a cool image, um, and it was, that was one of the first things that I saw when I was coming back from Burning Man, like... Uh, my friend you saw Doctor Strange outside your window? That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It sounds yeah. pretty typical for a Burning Man experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't see that. No, I was on Twitter as my friend Marisha was driving us home. I was like, oh, I was like, oh my God, he's, a, he's a sitting in front of the window. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Uh, so uh, I don't want to go into the full quotes on this. Uh, Derrickson, uh, Scott Derrickson, the film director, says that the uh, film is very Ditko psychedelic um, and that we have barely scratched the surface of anything that we've seen in the trailers. Like, so apparently there's a hell of a lot more coming visually. I'm good with effects that. Wise. Amazing. Um, uh, I'm good so, with not having everything spelled out to me in the trailer. Yeah. yeah I don't want that either. Yeah. Like I'm terrified that a new trailer is going to drop on Dr. Strange and it's going to be like, here's everything plus Dormammu plus all of this other stuff. And like, no, 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 no. Let me have some semblance of surprise. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but he, uh, he says it's pretty psychedelic. Um, if your love for the early Stanley Steve Ditko comics was that visual psychedelic ambition, I think you'll be pretty satisfied. It was the primary source resource for their visuals. Um, and he's a, I mean, Derrickson is like a very giant, I mean, just look at this concept art. That is <laughs> Ditko, like, but it like moved into the 21st century. Like that's straight Ditko. I mean, right? No, I agree. No, like, I agree. Like, I think I'm it's, like it's scared because Kisser's just like staring at it. But yes, there no, will be I, more it colors. needs a lot more colors. But I think that that's one of the things that like it's also a concept. It, it is a concept. Right. But I like. I do really like. I mean, that's also concept art. But we've seen that in the trailers. Right. So I really like, and that's concept. We've seen that. Like so. Well, and this is one of those times where like I trust a statement like this because it is not just that like that. I okay. Yes, they have to call out famous runs in some of these things. Sure, but sure. the the specificity of saying like 
we're taking our primary visual palette from this run. That is not one of those things where it's like, well, you're going to get raked over the coals if you don't say yeah. that. It's one of those, like, just to say it means you did look at it. Yeah. And if you did look at it, then I'm cool. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's, I, then we know I, it was part of your process. That's <laughs> what I want to hear, like, in a very real way. It yeah. means something. Back in January when I did Wizard World in New Orleans, um, I got to talk to the Russo brothers a bit. And I asked them if they could tell me anything about Doctor Strange. They're like, well, we're not going to, we can't tell you hardly anything, but we can say that um, as big of a fan as you are, Scott Derrickson is the same. So just if, if you were directing this film, that is Scott Derrickson. It's his na- a number one Marvel character his entire life, same as me. Um, so like, I, I, I think it's again in good hands. So for him to say, no, I took the Ditko run is like, no, you absolutely took the Ditko run. Like, yeah. and I can't wait to see how that like translates into the film and like that concept art to me was like oh my god like splash some extra purple and red in there and that is absolutely ditko yeah you know just with a little bit more like detail yeah to the, to the um sort of surfaces and everything so uh well, also just just the garb they're wearing the fact that it's it's very uh weighted and it's yeah. got like you know you see the folds and you see all these different layers like that's a very ditko thing he didn't yeah. do sleek costumes he yeah. oftentimes like spider-man's the sleekest costume he made and that's busy it's got yeah. the web designs and the underarm webbing and yeah. all that jazz um his other costumes where you look like the creeper yeah and <laughs> and captain adam the original stuff yeah and and the question like it's it's got a, a different feel to it and he's it's a and bit he, more of a like like you said weighted real well also his his artwork had a very woodcut feel to it the way yeah. he would do the the etching of of shadows and stuff yeah. so yeah it just had this this sort of uh, grit to it yeah and i and i like that we're seeing that and just uh how how uh dr strange is just dressed and how yeah. you can see like the the temples and stuff he's he's in like the wood is not perfect and yeah there are scratches on the walls and stuff like that well That's, the, the last that. thing i want to address with um dr strange before we move on to to really uh quickly talk about x-men apocalypse uh, is the Casilius the are, they, are is he pronouncing it Casilius? I have no idea. Casilius. Uh, we'll I'm going we'll to continue Coy. to call him uh, Casilius. We'll, we'll call him Koi. Koi, uh, yeah, Koi. <laughs> uh, they did uh, Marvel did one of their Infinite comics right for the Zealots where they explained a bit more of Casilius' uh, backstory. <laughs> um, and in I'm it, excited! I saw this in your rundown and I haven't read it yet. Oh my god. Uh, I started getting uh, tweets like a couple of days ago how like I had called something early on mm-hmm. like a long time ago and I was like what are they talking about so I went and read the comic yesterday and um, so Cassilius, uh loses his wife uh, loses his child and his entire ambition becomes to find a way to go back in time and save them so when he's introduced to the ancient one and finds the ancient one through Baron Mordo and whatever else that's his burning question she's never willing to give that answer because it's it's a sorcery that's way too powerful whatever else but he just can't take it and he he becomes a bit like anakin and the emperor where he's like i need this knowledge give me this knowledge how do i save my wife and my child um so he finally goes and takes it for himself and what he finds is um the uh the book uh that was written uh they call they all point to one name cagliostro mm. and cagliostro was featured in two comics, uh, Marvel premiere, I want to say 11 and 12, the Time Doom run, where uh, Baron Mordo finds out about Cagliostro, whose name is actually Cease and Neg, which is Genesis backwards, and they right. go back in time 
and Doctor Strange and Baron Mordo witnessed the entire actual birth of all of our reality. It was it was uh, a this. sci-fi version of the Garden of Eden that they basically did. Sure. Um, yeah. With, with Genesis and and uh, I mean also Cagliostro is something that certain comic book and, and fantasy writers like to like to pull out because he was a real person in the 18th yeah. century. He yeah. Was, he was a, a student of the occult and uh, magic practitioners, and he died. But then people kept reporting sightings of him and meeting him and all this jazz. It turned out to be imposters, but this is a dude who sure. a lot of mystery and rumor circled around because of what he studied. So so I find fantasy writers love revealing oh, no course, he was he was a real it. magic person. Yeah. So yeah. what the, the what the story but his story is that he's from like I think the thirty first century where magic is rampant and everyone has access to it, but that has completely depleted the pool. So magic is barely useful anymore because everyone can do it. So he finds a way to go back in time and take all the magic to himself to become the most powerful sorcerer in the history of our reality Mm -hmm. and go back in time to make the universe in his own image and Doctor Strange tries to stop him. So uh, apparently this film with Cassilius is dealing with... We can call him Curtis. Curtis. We're going to call him Curtis. (laughs) We're going to call him Curtis. Curtis Holt. Yeah. Uh, is is dealing with that in some way, and the symbol that they all have on their head is the symbol of Cagliostro. So, okay. uh, I don't know how that translates into the film. I, uh, but I am excited to see how that. I like the general out. motivation. I wish we didn't have to do the typical his wife and kid died sure. thing because it's so that that idea and, and fridging is so overused. Mm. Um, but I mean, it's we'll see how they played in the film. Yeah. and and uh, that's also honestly that again that that tingles my antenna because it it's almost that was one of the proposed ideas of uh the secret origin of the doctor in doctor who one of the proposed mm-hmm. ideas from one of the creators was that he was actually from the far future and was trying to alter uh certain things in the past so that the future would be uh better for huh. him as so a home cable bishop days of future past not not quite that but extreme it way. wasn't like yeah. you know it was it was more like i'm i have a deep philosophical and and moral disagreement with just the future in general even if other people don't yeah so i'm just gonna move a few domino pieces and let them fall into an arrangement that's more applicable yeah. to me uh all right well let's uh let's talk about x-men apocalypse really quick there was a deleted mall scene yes um, that that just hit the internet and to me, that is everything that we wanted in the film that we didn't get. And while, and here's what I'm going to say, I, <laughs> Doom, you're killing me. <laughs> no friends of mine. This dance isn't as safe as they say it is. It's truly not. It's truly, truly not. Uh, all right, dude, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. <laughs> Thank you, Doom. Uh, uh, the, the scene is not perfect. It's it's not a perfect scene. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it could have used some help. And, like, yes, there's some special effects stuff. But just, like, in terms of what they did with it and everything it's else. It's a raw it, scene. It's a relatively raw scene. I'm still really sad it's not in the movie. However, I feel like them cutting this from the movie is an indictment on what the film was missing, not on the quality of the scene. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. I feel like the X... Here's here's what I want in the X-Men. And, and, here, and I've said it before. Here's what I want to see in an X-Men film. Uh, they're all in the mansion... They're all studying. They're all having their difficulties with their interpersonal relationships uh, for like 20 minutes. We just get background, 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 small character stake, small character stake, small character stake. They're all trying to learn how to be a family, like a reluctant family. Uh, and then the brood attack or then Cable shows up and he's like, I'm from the future and you're my parents. And it's like, what? Like 
that's what, and then everything happens in the X mansion. Maybe there's a third act that like breaks out onto the grounds or whatever else. That's what I want to see. That's what this film or that's what this scene was like. We had that idea. We we wanted to kind see of a family. A, yeah, yeah. You know, we're kind of a family. We're dealing but with then each other. And... We decided to waste time setting up a family that you knew was going to die because mm-hmm. for some reason we thought Magneto needed more reason to be mm-hmm. angry. Mm-hmm. Speaking of dead family, yeah. Speaking yes. of fridging people, and and then uh, on top of that, we just thought, yeah. you know, let's not put a lot of thought into the structure of this film where. The threat doesn't seem that great if the very first scene shows us that non-powered slaves were able to take him out. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not really they concerned. They buried him for a few thousand years. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really concerned that the X-Men can defeat him if non-powered slaves take him out in the first scene of the movie. Yeah. Granted, my impression from that scene was I would watch a movie about the conspiracy of those guys to yeah. take him down because it all See, sort of like situationally yeah. made sense oh, to me. that was way but... cool. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I, I would love to see, like, Egyptian slaves taken down Apocalypse. Um, but it was it was painful to watch this mall scene because it was like, it's an X-Men mall scene. It is. Yes, we're supposed to have it these. Is. I mean, granted, they're supposed to get attacked in the middle. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. That's, that's right. what you want to see. Yeah, you you go out, you try to live There's like gotta normal There's got to be someone people. racist at that mall. There's got to yes. be someone racist at that mall. Yeah. It's yeah. a little weird that like it's just utopia mall mm-hmm. uh i because that also doesn't really play into like, i don't i wanted it to not an upstate new york mean something <laughs> but like the, it but it is that's the parts of the film that worked especially for me were like those kids and give giving them a relationship letting jubilee do something yeah uh, it, jubilee was cool <sighs> yeah i love jubilee and like i'm she, not the biggest jubilee yeah, fan no, i she, loved her in the mall scene she came off as cool and instead we we just had like a fairly boring film honestly with some good stuff in it yeah and some I, am, good... I, I don't know if i complained about it on the show i'm pretty sure i complained yeah. everywhere else on the internet yeah that, like they it's it's one of those times where it's not messing up a detail that ruins a film, but occasionally there is a detail that you can point to that sort of says, here's where I feel like we are on very different wavelengths, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. me and you, film. Mm-hmm. And uh, the like. my take on, on my, my feelings about the X-Men source material, like, if you're going to use Jubilee and you're going to have a scene mm-hmm. where somebody hasn't heard of malls and somebody else is mad about it, the person who's mad about it isn't Cyclops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jubilee is standing two feet next to him uh-huh. when somebody can't believe that Nightcrawler has never been to a mall. You're absolutely and there right. is literally no situation ever better constructed for, for a Jubilee. use of Jubilee yeah. than like, that's ridiculous, we're going to the mall. Yeah. And I, yeah. I realize this is the tiniest nitpick, but to me no, it's one it's... of those like... But you had it. No, you it's had not a tiny nitpick. Right that's that's there. a that's a character moment. That's a character. That's a moment. dead on that, nitpick. That's, that's not a tiny one. Like, yeah, that's, that's dead on. That's a that's a character insight moment, and and that's the thing. Like, but I wouldn't be it, picking on these things. I like because so much about those young X Men did work for me, and I guess it's weird for me to complain. Like you did this wrong, and I wanted more of it. No, I think like, the characters were okay. It, it just except for Apocalypse, frankly. And it, I mean, just the story <laughs> Storm was gets to do something someday. Yeah, the story yeah. the story was boring as hell, and it has a weird visual yeah. where you have the multicultural team who want to shake things up, and then the all white team of all but one of whom is American is saying no, 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 status quo will stay, and like it's it's 
it's, it's a weird, weird setup. Yeah. And, and there's so much. If there were any actual ideas behind the apocalypse side. I still yeah. don't know whether he mind controlled them. And it's weird that I don't know that. Well, I yeah. mean, if, if, if he didn't, then the X-Men are totally fine with Magneto just fixing their house and leaving after killing thousands of people. Thousands of people. Because he like, killed worldwide destruction. Storm. Storm. Storm like, hey, join us. We've only met you during when you, that when time you were, you were helping us. And then you turned kill on. Kill thousands of people. Do you know. Like, basic facts about Storm, respect for life. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. when she loses or betrays it, it's a big deal. Huge. Yeah. Uh, and and it's not that actress's fault. I loved the cast in this yeah. movie so much. I'm so, Now we're just reviewing X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but like, like boring. I just... I wanted to... I love my I wanted to see, like, here's, here's what the movie should have been. All of the X-Men go to a mall. Like, Nightcrawler's never heard of it. What? Now it's an excuse for us to all get off the school grounds, take a field trip. Maybe one of the professors goes along. They're all in the mall. And then we, like, get this great Bill and Ted montage where, like, you know, Mozart's playing piano or whatever. Right, right. Like, you know, like, Nightcrawler's playing piano or he's doing whatever. Yeah. Like, or breakdancing. And how great. Or they, they, they go... sneak out to the mall while the attack on the mansion happens. And that's why those guys are the ones who have to stage the rescue. Because exactly. they irresponsibly snuck away from the mansion. And that's exactly. the only reason they're the ones who didn't but get captured. Right, right. right. But then you to... get, like, you know, like, you get, like, maybe, like, Wolfsbane is there. And she's like, oh, my Catholic guilt. And I don't know what to do. And then you get that moment with Nightcrawler going, oh, I get it. Here, let me talk to you. You've got, like... You know, maybe Iceman is gay in this universe and he's dealing with his homosexuality. Like, there, there's so much to play with, little bitty character moment-wise, that you have in the mall or you have in the school or whatever, and then the attack happens. There's also, I mean, the singer, when he started doing the X-Men films, really tapped into the prejudice metaphor. Yeah. And, and it really worked as, as rushed as X-Men 1 was and while X-Men 2 had its flaws... The prejudice metaphor and we are a minority and have you ever tried not being a mutant really yeah. worked. In this movie, along with the weirdness of everyone seems to accept them and like they're literally advertising where they live and that doesn't seem to be mm-hmm. a problem with anyone except mm-hmm. Stryker. Uh, there's no prejudice metaphor anymore because like most people who are undergoing prejudice or systemic racism mm-hmm. or uh, homophobia and transphobia and all that jazz are more concerned about can I go to the mall with my friends and not be attacked mm-hmm. instead of can I stop the world from ending yet again? Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Well, we... They use all that metaphor stuff on Magneto in Poland for some reason uh, instead of... Yeah. I, I don't know. It's a little yeah. mixed it, it, and I wanted it to be clear. I want... It... All that being said, I didn't hate the movie. It was fun. It had its moments. I didn't hate it. It was just boring. But, like, it, it wasn't bad and it wasn't good. It was, like, in that dangerous place right in the Parts middle. Parts of it were bad. Yes, <laughs> but parts of it were good. That's what I'm saying. Like the it fact wasn't that bad, Apocalypse wasn't designed all these costumes so, yeah. is is it's weird. A little weird. And that and that when he recruits Psylocke, and it's like I need powerful mutants. She says, "Well, I know this dude with an injured wing." Yeah. As opposed to, oh, I've seen these people on the news who regularly fight mutant terrorists. Maybe one of them. Yeah. Like. Well, well and granted, like, if you asked me to recruit somebody, I'd probably go with person I had met and not people I've seen on TV. True, but... I was going to say she doesn't have the number, but she does because they made those viral ads. Everyone has their number. Yeah, and, um, exactly. And, and there's Psylocke, and he's like, I need powerful mutants. Uh, you, you are not telepathic or telekinetic like you are in the comics, but you do make a sword out of your hand. That's pretty powerful. Cool, you're on the team. Yeah, like, yes. And she like, you had seem like okay. four lines. Yeah. Yeah, it was a mess. It was a mess. I really a fun wanted mess. To love it. I really and I wanted to love it, love it more yeah. than I did, but you know, whatever. 
Uh, don't hate us, fans. If you love the movie, we're not. Uh, we're sorry. We're not. We're not taking a dump hate. on what you loved. We we wanted to love it more and liked it just fine. Uh, all right, we want to talk to our member Marvelites really quick, but before we do, I need to uh, plug really quick. We have a sponsor, uh, Blue Apron, uh, is sponsoring our show. Uh, have you guys ever done the Blue Apron thing? No, I have heard. Friends of mine have. Oh, it's 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 actually really cool. Mm. I, I I I've got the the cost here. Let's see. It's uh, let's see. Um, I've got. Let me find the cost because for less than ten dollars per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home cooked meals. So. Uh, you can sign up for like one a week. You can sign up for two a week. You can like customize your plan. But what's cool about it, here's what it's healthy meals brought directly to your door for you to prep at home the way you want to. And they have all the ingredients in this one little box. So you get a box and they're like, uh, here's the rice and the greens and the chives and the spinach and the chicken. And here's how to prepare it. Here's all the spices. Here's how you cook it. Yay meal. Um, so it's, it's great. I've done it a couple of times. Uh, want to do it a little bit more, but I'm saving for a wedding. So like, we are like super duper locked down. Uh, that being said, it is like very affordable, especially if you like home cooked meals. So, nice. um, I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah. So I, I've heard many good things. Uh, let me, let me tell you this. Some of the meals available in September, paprika spiced shrimp and cheddar grits with tomato and sweet corn, oh. uh, spicy hosen chicken stir fry with baby bok choy and sesame ginger cucumber salad. Or summer udon noodle salad with cherry tomatoes, corn, and summer summer sweet pepper. Well, now I'm hungry. Yeah, right? Yeah, especially it's noon here. It's lunchtime <laughs> for us. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, there you go. And if yeah. you sign up with our code. Oh, yeah. You get, you get free things. What? Wait, what? Doom likes free things. Tell us all about that, Doom. Uh, well, there should be a code uh, on there. Blueapron.com slash Marvel? Is that the code you're that looking for? That is the code. All right. Well, there you go. You go there, you get, uh, I believe it's three free meals. Matt, correct me if I'm Yeah, three meals free uh, with free shipping. So Dude, Yeah, awesome. it's, it's win-win for everybody with Blue Apron. Uh, so let's move on to our Merry Marvelites very quickly. First of all, I want to point out Eric Opperman, the, at the Eric Opperman, uh, sent us a picture saying he just chatted with Bruce Banner, uh, for a solid 15 minutes. Uh, they talked about school, jobs, comics, Ragnarok, Comic-Con, the Thor mockumentary, and they even talked about Searcher. Uh, and, uh, when I was like, wait, 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 what did he say? He's like, he didn't say anything except that he thinks it's really cool. So I was like, give me the scoop, give me the scoop. Uh, but there he is. Uh, with Mark Ruffalo himself, so uh, Eric Opperman, thank you for sharing that. That's really cool. I'm glad. Uh, I'm frankly, I'm jealous that you got to meet him. I, I've heard nothing but good things about Mr. Ruffalo. So I can't believe we live in a world where Mark Ruffalo is playing Bruce Banner. It's I know. I, I, know. I know that this is years old, but like, come on. No, it's a brilliant thing. <sighs> it's it's brilliant casting. It's brilliant casting. Uh, we've also got a quick shout out to Daniel Drew, uh, who uh, was going to ask for a birthday shout out last week. Because his birthday was last week, I believe, but now he wants one now. So, uh, at Jedi Times Scion, uh, Daniel Drew, happy birthday! Happy extremely early birthday next year! Happy birthday to Daniel Drew! Good on you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Brandon, at Danku So I probably mispronounced that, uh, says, Hey, Koi, Matt, longtime listener of the show. Can I get a shout out? You guys rock, and hey, Doom in the booth. Shout out to Brandon! Sorry, Brandon. Sorry, Koi's not here, but you got a doom doom key. You've got closet cosplay Koi. Yeah. And and you've got Amy, who who is also Koi. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. 
Together we going. form Koi. What, what's the rule of gender switch? <laughs> I don't, is there Other a rule? Rules? Yeah. Oh, oh. Um, you know wait, no, about. I don't want to cross it with the porn rule. Right, that's Which the problem. Which one's 34? Uh, I think that's if, the porn if, rule. If it can't exist as porn, it does. Okay, I think that's, that's 34. Th- yeah, that's rule 34. Rule 63? I don't know. Let's move on to questions while you guys figure that out. Uh, Ann Curtis, at GamerGirl2333. 63. Yes. What, what, she's, what? she's rule 63, Koi. Yeah. What does that mean? That gender flipped. Oh, okay. If sure. it exists, there's a gender flip version of it. Gotcha. Gender okay, bent. rule 63. Uh, Ann Curtis at GamerGirl2330 asks, Thoughts on the rumor that RDJ appears in post-credits of Doctor Strange? Uh, is it the Illuminati? Is it Facial Hair Bros? Is it Avengers Recruitment? I, I, haven't, more, I, haven't, I don't know that I've heard the rumor. I haven't heard the rumor, but I, I could see him just like, Have you heard about this Doctor Strange guy? Like, no. Yeah. And then just ended right there. <laughs> that would actually be kind of funny. Uh, I, w- I would love to see a Facial Hair Bros moment like even if it's not exactly from the comics just like like dr strange and tony stark like meeting each other and him being and like, exchanging like a, tweezers yeah that's i like your hair yeah. i like your beard yeah. I, like, I like the way that looks that's well, they, good they also now have several characters who could play the like role of someone commenting on that yes um where yeah. it's just like i think that guy looks interesting and then you know spider-man or ant-man's like it's probably just the hair it's probably just the hair yeah yeah like I, spider-man looks at looks at uh Black Widow, like, do you think I should? No? Yeah, no. Do you should no. I? Should I? I mean, I can't yet, but I mean, yeah, you, I'm growing. You it, I'm growing like, into uh, it. Yeah, like, just, good luck. Kid. Just give me a little time. Yeah, yeah. Just give me some. Just give me some time. I'm still <laughs> Spider Man. I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm totally a man. Uh, Jose Cafe at Jose Cafe underscore fifteen says, "Is there even a chance of seeing Ghost Rider alongside Netflix's Defenders? I can dream." He wrote that in all caps. Uh, I don't. I I think that there's a. Ch- I don't know that there's a chance of seeing Robbie Reyes. I think there's more of a chance of seeing like Don, Danny Ketch uh, or Johnny Blaze next, it, like with the Defenders. That does seem what would be most likely. Yeah, it, yeah. Probably it's, not season one. I no, think. no. Like but, that would be a season two or like later on, like a also, Midnight Sun sort of thing, maybe. But. Also, there are mul- It is possible and has been repeatedly shown that multiple like Ghost Riders can coexist. So yeah. you can easily set well, up. Well, and like, the Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider is what he's a, a spirit of like a haunted like mass murderer i can't remember like, a serial yeah, killer that, uh, a serial killer like eli or something like that to. yeah yeah but then yeah. like he's just... not one of the actual spirits of vengeance according yeah. to blaze exactly uh but each ghost rider is inhabited by a different ghost or oh, a different i thought it was the same demon i thought it was always no ghost. no they well i mean they they had tried that originally and then uh you know it was danny when danny Ketch showed up he clearly was not Zarathos. And so that was the whole mystery of like, but who is the Danny Ketch mm-hmm. Ghost Rider spirit? Mm-hmm. And they came up with this idea. They started doing, Howard Mackey started doing this idea of like, that there was one spirit and Zarathos had temporarily assumed a similar role, but actually he was the second ghost, that mm-hmm. there was this mm-hmm. one spirit who had also possessed Johnny and Danny's mom. And so she was a ghost oh, writer, all this jazz. That's and then Jason wild. Aaron, it got way complicated. And then Jason Aaron came in and was just like, you know what? At any given time, there are usually a couple ghost writers on Earth in different cultures, and different spirits of vengeance inhabit them. Uh, so you can have, and he has that, like multiple mm-hmm, incarnations mm-hmm. happening at the same time. And so that also opened up the door for different um, time periods. So, like, one of my favorite ghost writers now is Knuckles O'Shaughnessy, who was around in the 1930s oh my God. and was short and had his flaming baseball bat. And was just beating the crap out of bootleggers who just went too far and were like in with Capone and the mob and stuff. And I'm like, I'm all about oh, that's okay, that's little adorable. ghost rider named Knuckles of, O'Shaughnessy. I have to track that down. <laughs> no, he was so cool. I'm all about it. 
But yeah, so there are different spirits of vengeance uh, out there, and and uh, male, female, different cultures. Yeah, that's cool. All right, so I I think that there's a chance. Um, so wait, uh, Doom is saying that he has some weird breaking news. Very weird. Um, so this just broke on uh, the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, hey, by the and- way, can we like ban Ryan uh, Rigby? Like he's he's being homophobic and saying bad stuff in the chat. Wow, Rigby, uh, we Rigby don't can. don't be that way, Rigby. Doom appreciates a clean chat. Uh, so what's this weird news? Uh, so Hollywood Reporter just came out that f- that Fox has bought the life right to Stan Lee. What? <laughs> they've they've purchased Stan Lee's life rights and will be producing a 1970s set action adventure movie about Stanley. Wait. Action adventure? I'm that's, in love with this idea. That's what they're I... calling it. Uh 20th Century Fox is going to produce and Marty Bowen and Wick Godfrey who have produced uh Twilight the Maze Runner and they're producing Power Rangers right now are going to produce uh they're saying in tone it's going to be similar to Kingsman. What? Uh, <laughs> so Stanley is like a super power special agent. I'm out. <laughs> I'm I'm For years it seemed obvious that someone needs to do a 60s Marvel like happier yeah. version of Mad Men bullpen yeah. show and that is as when you said life rights to Stanley I was like, "Oh, somebody's oh, doing that. Do that." They just yeah. published an autobiography like With his Brian autobiography was just published. Yeah. Uh yes. but Oh Brian my god, that po- have you seen the poster? Yes. That, uh, oh, it's just so he's so Stanley. Seventies. They're saying action adventure. It's Stanley as the hero with an alter ego. Yeah, so, I mean he's basically like a spy or something. All right. So they've purchased his permission for them to make up a version that would be a historical Stanley that goes on adventures. Yes. I will watch this movie. Yeah. I'm interested. I'm interested. It's Stanley. I'll probably see it. Uh, well, thank you for the weird news drop. That is um, weird. So one of my favorite new people on Twitter is uh, Nart Daquan. I think I'm saying that correctly. At Nartation. He talks to me every single week, multiple times in different capacities about Doctor Strange. And he like, he like, he'll go into the trailer. He'll like pull images and circle stuff and send it to me and be like, hey, what do you think? Do you think that this is this? And they're like, and I'm in love with him right now. Um, and he, he just like uh, text or tweeted at me about Cagliostro was the name dropped in the Zealot, so I wanted to say I appreciate that. But he also pointed out in some of the concept art, you have that giant orb. Mm-hmm. This, and he's like, is this a giant orb of Agamotto? And I was like, I, I don't know. There's no precedence for that in the comics necessarily, but maybe it is. I have no idea. Well, there is an orb of Agamotto. There's an orb of Agamotto, but it doesn't take up a giant no, room. It's no. like, it's a little bitty orb. The Infinity Orb is larger. Yeah. But that's not a big deal either so yeah. it'd be weird know, for them to bring in the infinity orb more than anything i just wanted to say hello nart thank you for watching our show and thank you for being as enthusiastic about dr strange as i am yeah. uh ricky galetti uh which existing mcu character yeah. would give you a solo film who hasn't had one <clears throat> scarlet witch <clears throat> is what he says so they exist in the mcu don't have their own film yet black widow i mean widow yeah it... yeah yeah um, I, I would love to. I, I will, however, say I would love to see a Scarlet Witch slash Vision yes. film that starts. Sure. That's a bit of a romance to it and everything. Sure. So I would like to see that also. Like, see, go to a jazz club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Vision likes jazz. Yeah. I, that's not the part that's throwing me. <laughs> <laughs> they have to do something on the date. You yeah, know? yeah. They'll go in the jazz club and then hypno hustler attacks. <laughs> and. <laughs> 
Is Pace Pot Pete there now? Yeah. Is Stilt Man there? Yeah, like, and they form Love the, it. they try to be the Frightful Four, oh and Vision God. just immediately takes them out, and Kangaroo and Gibbon, like, go off and, like, we're gonna form our own team with Blackjack and Hookers. Oh, my God. Uh, so, uh, Andrew Curtis I at... that reference. <laughs> Thank Andrew you. Curtis Thank at you. Andrew H. Curtis says, how soon do you think we'll hear an official announcement on Fantastic Four franchise? Any thoughts? Yeah. Not soon. Here's, here's my hope, and I've said this before, and, and, and I, will, I will continue to have this hope until it doesn't happen. Uh, phase four will have something to do with Fantastic Four. With Marvel and Fox, I'd I th- love I, for that to be true. I would, I would love for that to be true. I, I I have no faith in Fox right now of I, like I, getting their act together and doing that. Does, does uh, not until know, there's a changeover. Alan, maybe you know because I, I haven't been able to find anything. How long does it does Fox have to go without making a Fantastic Four movie before Disney gets the rights back? I actually don't know. The I think term. it's, it's like five or six like, years. I think they have to have a film in development within five years. Right. If you so. have development, that's the problem. Well, the deal with yeah. Sony was cameras had to be up. Right. But I don't know that Fox has that same deal. But I, it would make sense I, for them I, to have a similar deal at the very somebody least. Somebody leak those documents, unless it hurts anybody. It <laughs> yeah, we don't want to hurt anybody, but we just want the Amy's, information. Amy's morality overrides her fan love, and I appreciate they're, that. They're neck and neck. Uh, yeah. That's, I, I don't know how soon we're going to hear any official announcement of any sort. Uh, I think Fox wants to keep those rights away from Marvel, but I think, again, I think Fox would be smart to look at what they've, what Marvel and Sony has done and to say, hey, you know what? There's room for us to share profits on Fantastic Four because we've tried very unsuccessfully multiple times. We may so as well. Maybe if, if Homecoming comes out and it's a big hit, then maybe somebody behind the scenes goes, why aren't we doing this? When, when Homecoming comes out and it is a massive hit and Sony's like, cha-ching, we're in the money again. Yeah. Um, I mean, Spider-Man's going to be huge. We, we Like, it's going that. to be... Well, we believe that, but it's just, it's a foregone conclusion that it will be. Yeah. Like, it's Marvel behind Spider-Man. They've always wanted Spider-Man. Spider-Man's absolutely in the same, like, caliber as, like, Superman and Batman in terms of recognizability and brand recognition, whatever else. It will be a huge. It just will be. So um, whether or not it keeps its legs after two weeks, like it, maybe it'll be another Batman v Superman where everyone's like, "Oh my god, I spent my money on that. Don't go, don't go." That has yet to be to be seen. Seems unlikely, but yeah. it seems unlikely with Marvel's track record, uh, and Sony has given them complete creative control. Like that's on record. Like Sony's like, "We don't know what we're doing here. Help us, just make us money." You know, I think I think that when that happens, Fox maybe will be like, hmm. So, hey, Marvel, check this out. Have you ever heard of the Fantastic Four? We're having trouble with it. Uh, you guys know this, right? That's my hope. And I, I honestly think that um, Marvel and Fox have already been in talks. I haven't heard that. I'm not saying that I've heard that. Hashtag Mackie confirms. I have not. <laughs> but I, I swear, like, just knowing, like, what little bit I know about how things work, I guarantee you some low-level executives at some level on both, on both sides of the studio have talked. Whether or not anything will come with those talks, I don't know. But Orlando Jones is as impossible man. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, I- you're oh welcome. My God, stop. Um, he'd be good. He'd be amazing because he's Orlando Jones. Uh, all I right. got your back, we, man. We are way over time. We're at an hour 20 right now. Uh, if you have any Marvel property to be live action that hasn't been, what would it be and why? That is from Ricky Galletti at Ricky's A Geek. And that will be our last question, despite uh, me having like four or five others that I wanted to ask. 
If you could have any Marvel property be live action that hasn't been, what would it be and why? Is, is that too big of too big and broad of a question? Mm, I, I mean, can't rule anything out. Runaways just got a Hulu pickup. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited for Runaways. Uh, uh, for me, uh, Invaders. I, oh. I would love to see the World yeah. War II era uh, Marvel team uh, with with the original Human Torch. I mean, his yeah. rights are iffy Jim because Hammond, of yeah. Fox. Uh, but I would love to see the original Invaders team, World War II, and, and just, just what is it that, you know, convinces a Prince of Atlantis and an artificial uh, human to follow a super soldier from Brooklyn? Like, yeah. it's, I would I would love to see that explored. Other than that, um, Daughters of the Dragon. Oh. oh, that would be really good, too. Yeah. That, I, I, it sort of hurts me that we're not having that conversation with, like, Netflix. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And maybe it'll happen. I don't know. Yeah. I hope so. Uh, mine would be um, like the Midnight Suns, uh, that whole like weird '90s like mm-hmm. fighting demons all over the earth kind of thing. I, I I don't know why I love that so much. I would love the Night Stalkers. Oh, yeah. That would be yeah, so cool. Absolutely, Blade and Hannibal King. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All Frank right, Drake. Yeah, we are Great hour twenty seven in. We've got to come to a close. I'm so sorry that it uh, became a ninety minute spectacular with what little news we had. Uh, but uh, yeah, thank you so for joining you- us today. Somebody uh, in chat is shouting, Power Pack, Power Pack, Cloak and Dagger. Oh, You're oh, getting Cloak and Dagger. Cloak and Dagger's coming. Now, Sorry. Power Freeform. Pack, I, I really thought you should do an Incredibles-style movie like yeah. that. Like, animated yeah. so that you don't have to worry about the kids growing up or anything and just do five of them yeah. and just rock them out. Yeah. I also see Young Avengers in the chat, which, yes, now that I'm getting my Runaways, now that I'm getting my New Mutants, apparently, uh, Young Avengers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm excited for Legion. Like, that, that, all the stuff that's come out for that I'm excited about, especially with Noah Hawley doing it. Like, he, he did great on Fargo, so... Uh, anyway, all right, where uh, can we, like, we know your Twitters. Where all, what other projects are you guys doing? Tell us. Uh, you can find me over on Geek and Sundry. I do a show called How To Squad, where we talk to people with cool jobs and skills, and they teach us things. That's cool. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Enthusiamy. Uh, I've been guesting over on Collider a lot, which is a lot nice. of fun on a show called Collider I love those Heroes. guys. Yeah, they're super cool. Uh, and, yeah, Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter at Sizzler Kistler. You can find archives of my work at alankistler.com. Uh, Crazy Sexy Geeks is the podcast. It's coming back uh, October, first week of October. And, oh, my birthday! Uh, and uh, uh, other than that, uh, yeah, look for my books on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, uh, Doctor Who History, Captain America vs. Iron Man, Freedom, Security, and Psychology. Doctor Who Psychology is coming out soon, so is Star Trek and Psychology. And, uh, yeah, just just follow the Twitter and the podcast for updates. Yep, Alan, not Kang Kissler. That's, a, that's yep. your name. Not, yep, not, not Kang. Kang. Not, not Kang. Kang. I do love <laughs> Kang. I have another project I can't talk about yet. We're still we're still chatting about something. Is it secretly but... being Kang? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right now we're trying to get that helmet mask to work. <laughs> Alan, we're close really to Kang Kissler. We're focused on how not Kang you are. I don't know. Let's, let's get him closer to Kang. <laughs> Alan, close to Kang Kissler. That's, that's your new name. Uh, I'm Matt Key. At the Matt Key, you can find me on Twitter. You can ask me questions there. Uh, and that's kind of all I got going right now. Like uh, I came back from Burning Man, which is like, all right, I guess I got to get life back going. Uh, how's how how does life? Uh, anyway, you can uh, follow us at Marvel News PTN uh, or on Facebook forward slash Marvel News Show. Thank you for watching us. Uh, hope you have a good week. Bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Christian Harloff, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. All right, hey. All right, good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>